Hello, and welcome to the Life Church Canton podcast. My name is Jared Van Vorst, and I'm your host for this show and one of the pastors at Life Church. Thanks again for joining us. And if you're new here, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our podcasts and other information that's happening at Life Church. Also, if you're looking to get connected to uh, other areas of the church, uh, whether in person or online, you can go to lifechurchcanton.org slash now and find out our most up-to-date information. And then lastly, um, if you would like to start giving to Life Church and, uh, and investing in what God is doing here in and through all of us together, I want to invite you to go to lifechurchcanton.org slash give and find out more information about how to give as well as how your giving makes an impact. Uh, Today, uh, we're doing New Life Sunday. If you're newer to us, New Life Sunday is, uh, that happens about four times a year where we set aside some specific time to talk about baptism. We also get to hear some stories from uh, a few folks who are going to get baptized, and then uh, and then we actually baptize them. So in this podcast, you're going to hear uh, just the sermon, though. Uh, I would invite you to go and uh, go to our website, go to the messages section, and watch or listen to some of the stories of the people in our church who are getting baptized as well. Um, it's always an inspiration to hear what God is doing in their lives. Uh, but now, enjoy the sermon. with all that energy in the room, I'm going to ask you to sit down. <laughs> no, I, I love these days because the main thing keeps being the main thing, and the main thing is Jesus and what he's doing in people's lives, and so you're going to hear these stories of what God is doing, and that's why we're here, because we are driven by new life. And when you hear these stories of new life, about how God transformed these individuals' lives, it reminds us. And so my job today is to remind us why baptism is important. And so I hope that God speaks to you. Last week, uh, we talked about partnership. Last week, we talked about something that's crucial to who we are. And, and um, I, I want you to know something. The weight of what God is going to do through this church requires a stronger foundation than what we currently have. And so we have to work on our foundations. We talked about partnership and how it's part of our foundation. And every single year we recommit to it. We recommit to upholding these codes on our walls because it matters so much. A reminder to everyone, you have another couple weeks to, to sign up for that. If you have any questions about that, you can go out in the lobby in between and hear more about these commitments and what it means. November 14th is the day. And a reminder, students can become partners as well. You can talk to uh, Roger about that. It's important that we invest in our foundation. Another way that you can invest in your foundation if you're not quite ready for partnership yet uh, is by joining the life journey. The life journey is an opportunity for you to invest in your foundation and start to live into these codes that are on our wall, and it helps you grow into making disciples, that you, yes, you, every single one of you, can be someone who invests in someone and gives them what God has given you, pours out your cup in a way that allows them to flourish. And you have questions about that, you can uh, go into the lobby as well. We have a big wall about the life journey. It's a big deal to us, but today is the last day to sign up 
for the next round of courses. Do that today. Well, today is New Life Sunday, and it's so very good to celebrate with you. We need to celebrate. We need to celebrate. We do. We shouldn't just celebrate when our sports team wins or something like that. Like, we, we, we need to celebrate all the time. We don't do enough of that. We don't party enough and dance, and today is about that. It's about getting excited. So I want you to know, however you came here today, whether you knew it was a baptism Sunday or not, I want to encourage you to get excited and to celebrate and to respond to what you're feeling, to your emotions, and to, your, to be excited about it, because it is good for us. Last week, I spoke about a floor, our foundation. I used it as an illustration, a, a parable of sorts, and I had everybody come up to me afterwards, and a lot of them were like, oh, man, I'm so sorry about your floor. And I'm like, it wasn't about the floor. It's about your spiritual foundation. I just, you know, but a lot of people really wanted to, to see, so I'm like, okay, fine. This is what my floor looked like. Um, on the left is the subfloor. On the right is uh, after year, like a few, years, literally years of problems, um, we fixed it. That's self-leveler on there. So th- that's uh, where my floor looked like on Sunday. Sunday, that's what my floor looked like. And everyone's like, oh, I really hope that that, that gets fixed. So I want to show you what my floor looks like today. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Third time's a charm, uh, we hope. Uh, but anyways, maybe it's a sign, right? Maybe it's a sign that things are getting better. You know, I started it, uh, um, that whole project on the first day of the shutdown of the pandemic. Maybe it means that soon we will be moving past the pandemic. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, holding my breath or anything. But we, we, we're humans. We like signs, don't we? We like looking for signs and, and omens to give us hope. So I have hope that my floor won't break up. But I have way more hope in God and what he's doing because the floor really doesn't matter. But our hearts and our lives and what he's doing matters deeply. And so today I want to talk about signs. I want to talk about a sign, specifically a rainbow. Uh, when you see a rainbow in the sky, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. I always stop and I have this moment of awe. You know, seeing a double rainbow is, is incredible as well. I love when you can see all the colors. It, it, it's just a beautiful thing. But we forget what the rainbow is and was. It's a promise of God. Now, it comes back from Noah and the ark. See, Noah, uh, the, God, the world's not going so well. We were given free will, and so we all chose to do our own thing, right? Because that's what we are. We're humans. And it got really, really bad. And there was just a lot of suffering and pain in the world, and the, and the wickedness of man had gotten so bad that God's like, I'm just going to start over. And so he decides to send a flood, but he says, I'm going to pick a man and his sons and their wives, and I'm going to repopulate the world with them as well uh, as with animals. And so you have that beautiful story that most of us know about Noah and the ark. But what we forget is what happens in that. See, water came up from the deep and from the sky, and, and, it, and it ripped through this world. It flooded for hundreds of days, and, and it killed, like, everything on the world. I mean, that's, that's intense. It, it was incredible, but Noah survived and eventually waited on God, and, and then God said, it's time, and he comes out and steps out into the world. I mean, that story is one we remember, but we don't always think about that when we think about our lives today, and we don't always think about that when we see rainbows in the sky. What happened is God set the rainbow in the sky as a reminder, but there's a nuance to it that I, I really only saw this week that was, that was quite interesting. So Genesis 9, it's not going to be on the screen, just listen uh, to it in verse 13. <clears throat> or 12. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making 
between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant, which is an agreement, very strong agreement, with all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth, the promise. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbows appear in the sky, now listen, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every, every kind. Never again will waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it. Listen, I will see it. God says, and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. A rainbow is symbolic of God's covenant to us, and baptism is symbolic of our covenant to God. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But did you catch that? I will. Whenever I see a rainbow, I will remember my covenant to you. Rainbows are for us, but they're also for God. What, I've never really thought of that. I never thought of that intimacy, that way of remembering. And then I thought, how many rainbows are happening all over the world at the same time? And I can't remember. I can't even, no one can fathom that. No one knows how many. That's how many times God reminds himself of his covenant to us. I want to take it into the New Testament. And I, knowing all that, I want to talk about Peter. Peter followed Jesus, and he's going to talk about Noah in regards to baptism. But Peter is an interesting dude. He's Jesus' disciple. He's a fish catcher. He's an ear cutter. He's a zealot. He's a water walker. He's the denier of God. He's a coward. He's redeemed. He's the converter of 3,000 in one sermon. He's the rock, not Dwayne Johnson. He's the rock that Jesus built his church on. And he wrote letters to the church decades after being with Jesus. And he writes this. <clears throat> for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. We are here to celebrate Jesus Jesus is always the main event for us as Christians. You're going to hear some awesome stories, but it's all about Jesus. What Jesus did on the cross defines everything. It's all because of our sinfulness, our brokenness, that he did that. We have and continue to do things that are harmful to ourselves and others. And there's consequences for those actions. And without Christ, we would be lost in our brokenness with a debt we could not bear. This week, I just connected with this. Have you ever had the weight of like, you've done something and you feel ashamed about it or you feel like, oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. Or you think about this, the life of you led and, and the consequences of it. Man, I often can feel like I'm stuck in a flood. Like the waters are press, pressing in on me. The weight of what's happening, tumbling around in the darkness, not even knowing which way is up. That's what our brokenness and the brokenness and hurt and pain in this world can feel like, that pressure. If you've ever been diving and you go deeper, you can feel the pressure in your ears. It, it, it can cause them to pop, and, and you feel that. But if you go real deep, and sometimes when I go up to lakes up north when it's still sunny outside, and I dive down, you go real deep, and you can feel that pressure. But that can become very overwhelming as the light continues to be removed. Maybe you've had an experience with this where water 
And, and maybe you've had some, a past where you, something happened to you in the water, and so I'm sorry as talking about this may make you feel a certain kind of way, but, but that is what brokenness and sin is. But it's not physical, it's spiritual. This weight that's pressing in on us of all the things that are happening, it can be overwhelming. It's the weight of the world, but it's the weight of our debt. We owe a debt, every one of us. Peter just said the righteous died, Jesus for the unrighteous, us. He talks about sin, which is a churchy word, but sin is missing the mark. That's literally what the word means. It's doing wrong. It's doing evil. It is unrighteousness, and it has a cost that had to be paid that we could not pay. I explain it sometimes this way. Justice. Have you ever heard of justice? To get justice is is getting what you deserve. If you do something wrong, justice is getting what you deserve. That's what justice is. Well, what's mercy? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. So, like, mercy is saying, like, hey, I've done something wrong, but I've been forgiven. That's mercy. And in Jesus, we've been given mercy if we follow him. But there's one more piece. We're also given grace. And grace is getting what you could never deserve. Meaning, God gives us this new life and these new things, and it's, it's not something we could earn or do on our own. So not only do we not get what we deserve, we also get something that we could never earn. And that is something that is beautiful. So again, Peter's talking about baptism. He's setting it up. Let's jump back in into verse 20. To those who were disobedient long ago, listen, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. And he's going back to Noah now. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through the water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt physical from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now Peter's reminding them that you've been transformed. Something has changed. And he makes this comparison to Noah. He's paralleling the salvation of Noah and his family with the salvation we receive through the cross and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. An incredible moment. And I'd really not thought about this before this week, but as Noah was saved through the ark, we are saved through Christ. It's a wooden ark and a wooden cross. And Noah climbed onto a boat to save a few. Jesus obeyed his father by hanging on the cross to save many, including you and me. This is who God has always been in the Old Testament and the New. What happened after Noah was saved through the flood? He went out and there was new life. So Noah got into a boat and went through the flood and the darkness only to emerge on dry land and started over with new life. The Israelites passed through the water, the parting of the Red Sea, to emerge to start again new life. Jonah goes into the belly of a fish into darkness and only to emerge to bring new life to the Ninevites in the same way. New life. And Jesus goes onto a wooden cross and into a tomb of darkness and death only to emerge in new resurrection life. God set a symbol of a rainbow as a reminder to himself of his covenant. When he sees every rainbow, he's reminded of his agreement. 
his covenant. Now we participate in that same pattern. We are plunged into the water, into the symbolism of death, even suffocation, only to emerge in new life. And something happens in the water. This horse trough is nothing special, clearly. It's just a metal container for water. But something happens inside of that water. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to, but it does. When we go down there in just a moment and people go into the water and they sit there and we pray over them and we take them down into the water and they come back up, something changes. And, and for those who are about to get baptized and for those who have been baptized, that moment when you go under the water and you're enveloped and that pressure and that feeling, it reminds us that we are dying to ourselves. We're dying to the past. The, the pressure of the world and all the things that are there, we feel it for just a moment, just a moment, and then we come out of the water with victory in hand. It's new life. It means something. It's powerful. It's a symbol of our covenant to God. Something inside of us knows that we have eternity written in our hearts, and this is a symbolic gesture. It's a covenant. It's a promise. It's a moment. So baptism is a symbol of our covenant to God. It's a promise. Baptism is a, is a pillar. It's an altar that stretches out throughout our life. That This moment for you and, and for many of us who are going to get baptized today, it's a moment we look back on and we remind ourselves, like God looks at the rainbow, we look at this moment of baptism and we remind ourselves that no matter what comes forward, we know what we decided and though we can sometimes be unfaithful, he will never be unfaithful to us. And when we watch these baptisms, we remember. As you guys watch the baptisms, if you've been baptized, you remember, remember that moment because it's crucial to be able to go where we need to go. We remember that we have new life. Yeah. Celebration. That's why we get excited. That's why we prep you at a time. Hey, we're going to get excited. Why? Because if we can't get excited about this, there's nothing worth getting excited about in this world. It's just true. I want to talk to those who are going to give their testimonies in just a moment. And, and frankly, I'm more excited about that than anything I'm doing right now because it's a picture of what God is doing. It's new life. It's a celebration in your stories of what only God can do. And we know that. Like, I love you guys, but you, you couldn't get where you're at on your own, right? Like, truly, God is doing something. Only God can give us new life. And your story is written. And it will impact someone in this room or someone who's watching online or someone who's going to listen to it later this week. It will. Your story brings transformation to other people because it helps them connect to what God is doing inside of you. Now, for those getting baptized, your commitment, your covenant that you're making in just a moment, it matters. It matters. And when you say, I'm going to follow you, God. I'm dying to myself and I'm rising in a new life. He's going to take you up on that. He's going to. And it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. This isn't the end of the road. This is the beginning. And I'm excited for you and what God's going to do. He's going to take you places. And sometimes that might feel like a flood. But like he took Noah and the ark through the flood, he's going to take you through it. He's going to take you through it and be with you. And what's going to come out is new life on the other side. The beauty of it, sometimes that's new life for you. But sometimes it's for other people. And that will become the greatest glory of your life. 
is what God does through you and other people, and it will humble you and be beautiful. So keep that in mind. Remember what you're about to do, but keep your eyes focused on the new life that is coming. Stand on grace and boast in the glory of what God is going to do. This is a declaration for you. Thank you for sharing it with us. In this moment, as we transition to hearing, I want to help you in the room understand what your next step is. And it may mean that some of you, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, may get baptized today. And we're prepared for you. We're ready for you. If you want to walk up, we'll explain all of that. But listen to what God is saying. And if he's saying, it's time to make a covenant with me, then your day is today. I'll hear more about that. But invest in your foundation. You guys are going to need to keep investing in the foundation to bear the weight of what God wants to do through you. And all of us need to. So you can do that through partnership, like I talked about at the very beginning. It might be your chance to do that or the life journey. Sign up on your Connect card today. Say, I am interested in one of these things and let us know. Don't leave here without taking your next step. As we finish, I'd be remiss after talking about who Jesus is and what he has done for us, but not giving somebody in the room or multiple people in the room or online an opportunity to accept Jesus. That's why I want to do that right now. And the way we do that is we just talk to God. He's here. He's listening. That's why I want to encourage you to listen um, to the words that I'm saying and make it your own. Maybe you're committing. You're making a covenant with God for the very first time today based on what Jesus has done, that you no longer will receive justice but mercy, and you want to experience grace in this new life, eternal life. Then you do that by praying with me. And that's just talking to God. So let's close our eyes. All of us close our eyes. You can bow your heads if you want to. You can open up your hands. Whatever helps you realize that God is here. And for some of you, the Holy Spirit and God, he's been working on you your whole life. He's been speaking to you your whole life. And he's been telling you about his love for you. And your chance right now is to accept that love and to die to yourself because you need a savior and a rescuer. So, Say something like this to God, out loud or in your heart. Make this your own or recommit this moment. Say, God, I am broken. I need someone to rescue me. I I may feel like I'm in the middle of the water and the flood. I don't even know which way's up. But I know that Jesus died so that I might have mercy and grace. And so today I choose to follow Jesus, to follow him into this new life, to give up my life so that I might have true life in him. Today I commit to following you. I make a covenant to follow you, God, through Jesus and be transformed into eternity. Amen you made a decision, it might be your chance to get baptized today. In the Bible, there's no distance between salvation and baptism. So if that was you, you, you can, and we would love for you to get baptized today. But please, on your Connect card, let us know the decisions that you have made. This is something to be excited about, and when we're celebrating these stories, we're celebrating you as well and the decision you have made. 
Once again, thank you so much for joining us. And if you didn't get a chance to be in person and see the baptisms or uh, hear the stories, I want to invite you to go to our website, lifechurchcanton.org messages, and uh, you'll be able to see some of those testimonies of people's lives that are being changed right before our very eyes. Uh, it's always a fun sight to see and sound to listen to. Uh, also, please connect with us by going to lifechurchcanton.org now, and there's a connect card button there closer to the top. Click on that, fill out some information about yourself, and then we will be in touch with you so that you can take your next steps with us. Have a great rest of your day.